Hello, friends, and thanks for joining us today to celebrate Christmas with us for the Hillcrest Covenant Church podcast. We hope this season would fill your life with hope, your heart with love, and this world with peace. Remember, you can watch our live stream on YouTube that happens on Sunday mornings at 10 a.m., or you can find us online at hillcrestdecalb.com. Grace and peace. You know, there's something ironic about the fact that this year our theme is bearing the light and we have had the hardest time with our candles. This year, more than any other year I've ever been here. Well, we're going to pretend one of these is the Christ candle today. Christ comes in the light, right? doesn't really matter which candle it is, but... You know, of, uh, when I think back to all the Christmases I've experienced, especially when I think back to my childhood, I think almost all of my favorite childhood experiences in life come from Christmas Eve and Christmas Day. We weren't particularly religious people when I was growing up, but we did always attend a midnight mass at the local Catholic church. And even though I, I hated dressing up, and even though I hated the actual church part, What church did for me was it killed time. I'm just being honest. Because if you go to a midnight service, then by the time you get home, the night is like half over, which worked out very well for me because I never slept on Christmas Eve, ever, never. I was way too excited. And, And we had pretty strict rules about Christmas morning in my house, the first of which was that you were not allowed to so much as touch a single toe to the first step of the staircase that led downstairs until our parents were awake. And we weren't allowed to wake our parents up until some atrocious hour late in the day at like 6 (laughs) a.m. And so we'd get back from the Christmas Eve service and I would try so hard to fall asleep and I never did. I never did, I would eventually give up. This happened every Christmas. I eventually would give up and I would go into my brother Matt's room and I'd jump on his bed and I would literally pry his eyes open with my fingers. And I would hold his eyes open until he agreed to play games with me, which he did and I don't understand because he hated me, which makes sense because I pried his eyes open every Christmas, but he, every Christmas, for some reason, agreed to play games with me and so every Christmas Eve, my brother and I would sit at the top of the steps inches from the first step, and we would play games until we were allowed to wake our parents up. And I can remember every single year, Christmas morning, running down the stairs and turning the corner and seeing the pile of presents under the tree, this tree that just hours before it had sat empty. And it was so magical. Now, I'm assuming that all of you at this point have seen the Polar Express, and so even the kids in here know that that sometimes as we grow up, we adults often allow that magic to fade away. We get all caught up in the things of this world and we lose that Christmas magic. You grow up and then suddenly you have bills to pay and you have laundry to fold and kids to feed and not only that, but life gets hard, right? Life gets hard, people get sick and accidents happen and pandemics break out and the economy tanks. And then the more that we have to deal with that kind of stuff as adults, it's, it's just easy to allow that magic to fade away. 
It's easy for Christmas to become just another day. Or worse yet, for Christmas to become a really difficult day. Because for some people, shines a spotlight maybe on on the money that we wish we had to buy presents or the family that we wish we could spend Christmas with or the fact that we have to spend Christmas with family that we don't want to be with. Whatever the case may be for you, I know that Christmas is is really hard on a lot of people. And I, I really do get that. In fact, that's why we started doing our Blue Christmas service every year. Because we wanted to create space for people to feel seen and cared for if this is not the most wonderful time of the year for you. And my heart, my heart is really genuine in that. So much so that I think it affected me in a way that I really didn't mean for it to. And, and here's what I mean by that. Churches historically have been a little careless with people who are struggling. I think sometimes church can seem like a really fake place. Sometimes church can actually be a really fake place where people feel like they need to put on these, these fake smiles even if their whole lives are falling apart or, or we, where we have this tendency to sugarcoat things or, or maybe we, we well-meaning to tell people we're gonna pray for them and then we forget like two minutes later. And because I know that a lot of people have experienced the church to be a place like that, it really is important to me that we shift that mindset that people know that here at Hillcrest, at least, that this is a place where you can be real, where you can be your true and authentic self. That if you're having a bad day or a bad week or a bad life, that you can come just as you are and be accepted by people just as you are. I want people to know that their shame and their addiction, their sadness, their doubt, their confusion and stress and grief and depression and anxiety, they're all welcome here. God can handle that and so can we. This is the stuff of real life. And we want people to be able to bring their real lives and their whole selves before God. But I have to confess something to you. In the process of of wanting other people to feel safe to bring their real selves here, I think I realized that I extinguished some of my real self in the process. Those of us who who try our best to follow Jesus know that we have been called to be the light of the world just as Jesus is the light of the world. And sometimes around Christmas, I feel like I'm living with a little bit of a dimmer switch. It's not that my light is extinguished. It's not that it's, it's just that it's kind of dimmed a little bit so as not to bother anybody else around Christmas. But our God is not an either or God. Our God is a both and God. It's okay for, for this to be a space where people who are struggling are welcome. And also, I really want people to bring their very real struggle into this place to collide with God's very real joy. And so while I always want to hold space for people who are struggling, I have to tell you the honest truth about myself. I love Christmas. Like I really, 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 really love Christmas. Like I am one of those people who would probably annoy you. My Christmas tree was up Halloween weekend. You judge, I can take it. You can judge all you want. I love driving around at night and looking at Christmas lights. I love sitting down with hot chocolate and Christmas movies as many nights of December as humanly possible. I love singing Christmas music at the top of my lungs in my car by myself, naturally, which I have been doing since the first day of November. 
I love turning on my Christmas tree first thing in the morning and having that be the only light in the house while I drink my coffee. I wish it was snowing right now. There, I said it. (laughs) I wish Christmas lasted forever. I love Christmas. And I know that I was supposed to grow out of that somewhere along the way, so saith society, but I never did. And I hope that I never do, and here's why. Part of the magic of Christmas when you are a kid is that it feels like anything is possible at Christmas. And I know we're not supposed to use the word magic in church, but that's what it feels like when you're a kid. Pure magic. But I grew up, and so now I know all of the things that adults know that kids don't know, and and guess what? I still think that anything is possible at Christmas. Is it because I'm naive? I assure you that life has kicked me hard enough. I'm not naive anymore. I still believe that anything is possible at Christmas because I believe in the one whose birth we celebrate tonight. It's not magic. It's light. And his name is Jesus. And I know that's the churchiest church thing that a church person could ever say in front of a church. (laughs) But I went from somebody who used to think that the Christmas Eve service was nothing but a time killer to preaching at one. Do you wonder why? I'm going to tell you even if you don't wonder. Because once upon a time at way too young an age, I learned that this world can be pretty brutal. And then somewhere along the way when I was a teenager, somebody told me about Jesus. And it brought some hope into my life for the very first time. And then a couple of years later, when my mom was just 49 years old, she was diagnosed with stage four cancer. And the world extinguished my hope. And then a couple years later, I went off to Bible college. And my faith began to deepen. It became real to me. And hope returned to me. But life is life, right? Life is life, and for all of us, things get hard. Money gets tight. Addiction is crushing. Relationships and marriages get complicated. People get sick. Loved ones get in accidents. People we care about die. Sometimes it feels like life is trying to extinguish the hope and the light out of our life. That's what it feels like sometimes. But then maybe we pop by church, or maybe somebody prays for us, or maybe we have a good day, or a good week, or maybe if we're lucky, a really good year. And we feel some of that hope again, and we see some of that light again. And then a pandemic strikes, and it goes on and on and on. Now we learn a lot of lessons in the darkness that we cannot learn in the light. But the darkness is also sometimes really hard and very lonely and sometimes outright terrifying. And whether we're willing to admit it here tonight or not, we are all desperately longing for the hope that this light brings us. And that is why I love Christmas so much. 
Because into the darkest night, in the midst of political turmoil, to a people walking in darkness, born to the poorest family, in the most nowhere of places, to the most nowhere of people, came the light of Jesus. And no matter how many times our own light might get blown out by the things of this world, the light that is Christ cannot and will not ever be extinguished. Jesus said, I am the light of the world. Whoever follows me will never walk in darkness, but will have the light of life. The light of life, it's not some pipe dream, and it's not some religious nonsense that I'm up here spewing at you. I'm not trying to tell you that once you say yes to Jesus that your life is all rainbows and butterflies. I I know that life can be hard. Jesus knew firsthand that life can be hard. His promise for us wasn't that life would be easy. His promise is that we would never be alone and that the darkness will never have the final say. Scripture says, in the beginning was the Word and the Word was with God and the Word was God. He was with God in the beginning. Through him, all things were made. Without him, nothing was made that has been made. In him was life and that life was the light of all humankind. It says the light shines in the darkness and the darkness has not overcome it. The darkness has not overcome it. The darkness cannot overcome it. Do you remember when you were a kid and you would shut off the basement light at the bottom of the stairs and then you would run up the stairs as fast as you could because you were positive that the second you turned the lights out, all the monsters and serial killers came out? (laughs) I know that a lot of us in the room aren't kids anymore. But sometimes I think we live in that adult version of that fear, the waiting for the other shoe to drop, the wondering if that phone call is going to come, waiting for the addiction or the depression to win, waiting for the pandemic to hit our own family, or whatever fear it is that keeps you running in the dark. I love Christmas so much because it's an opportunity to be reminded that instead of giving so much power to the darkness, it is time that we realize the power of the light. And we can choose. You can choose tonight. You can choose tonight because both darkness and light are readily available to us. So which do you want to give power to in your life? The darkness or the light? You know, I got this really cool Christmas gift from somebody in church a few weeks ago. Our Advent theme this year has been bearing the light. In case you didn't pick up on that, we're not real subtle around here. It's a really cool thing. It says, and God said, let there be light. And then the back of it says, and there was light. And I picked it up and I was like, oh, I couldn't tell if it was a journal or a book. Do you want to know what it is? Dave, can you drop the lights for me? magical. That, that gasp. That's why I love Christmas so much. That's why I love Christmas so much because in a world that is encompassed by darkness, we are still enamored by the light. We were created to be. We weren't meant to live in the darkness of this world. We were created to live in the light of our creator. In the beginning of time, the light and the dark had to be separated, and it took an act of God to do it. 
And as we look around today, especially on those days when we feel overwhelmed by the brokenness or the darkness of this world, I want you to remember that it is only an act of God that can and does bring light into this world. And so I hope this Christmas Eve that even if you're not quite as excited about Christmas as I am, I hope that into the mess of this world you are excited to, the, to welcome the one who is to come. Because when the light of Christ shows up, no matter how much the darkness tries to snuff it out, as hard as the world has tried to blow out your own light, the truth is that the darkness has not, cannot, and will not ever overcome the light of Jesus Christ. This specifically means for you in your life that no amount of darkness, no anger or depression or heartache or tragedy or war or death or racism or political parties or marginalization or family drama or even a pandemic that doesn't seem to end, none of it, there is no darkness that exists in this world that can overcome the light of Christ, which means that in all of those things there is hope. And that is why we celebrate tonight. Because that light is the light of life to all who believe. That light is hope when there's no reason to hope. That light is more powerful than anything in this world. I used to look at Christmas with childlike wonder because I didn't understand the magic of it. Now I look at Christmas with childlike wonder because I do. Because this night, a light has come. A light has come which has defeated the dark in this world. All you have to do is ask him. And that light is with us and within us. That light is for us. And his name is Jesus. Amen. In just a moment, we're going to turn the lights off once more and we're going to sing our final two songs together by candlelight. And I want to remind you tonight that we don't just pass the candlelight because it's tradition. And we don't just pass it because it's pretty, although both of those things are true. We light the candle typically from the Christ candle, pretending that it works tonight. We light the light from the Christ candle to be reminded that that light will never be overcome. And so we pass the light. I get the light from the Christ candle and I will pass it to you and you will pass it to her and she will pass it to him and we will pass it around to be reminded of our call this Christmas, that we take responsibility in sharing the light of this world, that all would know the hope of Jesus.